wants to jump. 1,000 cars. Sir, you have a 1,000 cars. I don't think I'd attempt to try this stunt. Or we, we owe this horsepower to Uncle Sam. <laughs> Too many cars. Car. You know, roses would be... Uh... Like, I put my beer belly on it. Yeah. And you can't immediately tell somebody how many cars you have. You'll really give those uppity yuppies something to think about. Stay on the bar. Don't go yeah. off the bar with your Bronco. 1980 Volvo horns, what's right? Like, me, me. Yeah, the man's coolant. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I thought it'd be small. It's for a small car. And I'm like, yeah, but it's, it's still an automatic transmission. They're never going to be light. It's definitely going to have to crash. Starting off with Brad buying another car. That's the West. <laughs> Internet. You know, is this a Nigerian oil print? Uh, I also wish you drove a tan Camry. Anyways, anyway, that, that's har- a horrible, very horrible podcast content. Very inside joke. Welcome back to Auto Off Topic. Hi, Brad. How are you? Andrew, uh, I'd be lying if I said it was all great and peachy, but I won't bore everybody with the story. How's that sound? Yeah. I mean, if you're in the Discord, you can look up the story. So, yeah. Again, also join the Discord. We'll, 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 we'll touch on it real fast. Anybody who uh, is hiring, please, please reach out. So, uh, th- through no fault of my own, I am finding myself unemployed. So you'll be all right. It is what it is. I'm sure I will. It's just, it's frustrating when you have setbacks in life. Right. So, yep. I also wish there was a reason for it. Like I wish there was something where it was like, Hey, Brad, you're a dummy. You did this. Now you don't have a job, but that's not the case. So anyway, I won't bore anybody with those details, but if anybody has, uh, any, any leads they are appreciated. Right. Yep. So not to beg, but yeah, join the discord. I am begging you to do that. It's fun. We have a lot of talking points there. It is fun. Yeah. We argue deeply about wheels. And other nonsensical things. <laughs> yes, that's true. Andrew does not know the difference between an original Anki 92 and a new Anki 92, and it's very deeply disappointing to me. Same. Same we, wheel. We learned this We learned this in the Discord. Uh, also, we currently have a uh, Snap-type model kit kind of build challenge going on there, too, so... Yes. Join up and hang out and build some models with us. Yeah, I got to do that. Um, maybe maybe hang out and build some models with us isn't the best sales tactic here. Or maybe it is. Anyway, maybe that's who we maybe want. Maybe it is. Who knows? Maybe it's who, exactly. We want people like us. Anyway, yeah, Discord is fun. Reach out to us on our Instagram or wherever else you know how to get in touch with us, and we'll send you an invite, and you can chat along with us. Good times. Anyway, I... Um... I talked about last week the fuel gauge, trying to fix that in the Montero. Yes, the five-minute repair that has now turned into week two on the podcast. Yeah, but I'm really good at swapping the sending unit. I can do that in 10 minutes because I've done it three times. Well, it's very similar to swapping the pump in that vehicle, correct? It's next to each other. There's the hatch. You just unbolt it. And I know that you've swapped the pump in Monteros for years now because I remember doing it on the side of the road in Maine once. Yeah, thank goodness they have that little hatch. I actually, I I think I changed the pump in this truck just as a preventative to a new pump. Yeah, back. it's nice that it has that big, huge hatch that you can access it from because every Starion I've ever owned, I've always gotten, and somebody has already cut a hole where the pump goes because there is not a big access hatch. Well, there is an access hatch, but it's not quite big enough to work with. Yeah. So. Well, 
anyway, I got the the um the JDM one, the OEM one in from Japan, or actually came from. I guess that makes it one of the parts. Well, it came from came one from of the Japan. parts places in. It was actually the UAE, UAE Dubai. So, um, so UDM. Yeah, OEM part UAEDM. Test the resistance on it. Actually, lower resistance, but still doesn't change. Even moving the arm really, really slowly and following the book. I I tried a different meter. I was like, I don't know. I'm just going to plug this thing in because I have a feeling it'll probably work. And sure enough, it shows full. And tonight I took the thing on an errand. I drove like 40 miles and it's lowered the fuel to where I think it should be. So it's pretty accurate. So 40 miles in a V6 Montero, so all the so it's at empty now? No, but it's it's like in the middle of the first quarter on the gauge. Okay, so if you filled it, filled it, which means it's above full, probably like into the neck, right? I did that so, last week when I tried it, So and I had only driven it like 20 miles, so it showed nearly full. Okay. Um, when now I put it in the other bit. day, and now it's gone down to like... You know, it's not quite a three quarter, but and even well, it sounds promising. Uh, I'm confident it works now because as soon as I plugged it in, it was reading. So <clears throat> the aftermarket one was in there. It read three quarter of a tank. It was definitely full because when I opened it up, it was like right at the top of the tank again. And I'd only gone 20 miles and I, and I overfilled it up into the filler neck. And it as soon as I turned the ignition on with the new one plugged in, it went up to full. So, okay. It works. Good. I'm glad to hear. I, I, it's just, again, with these old Mitsubishis, they're really sensitive to using OEM parts or the OEM maker of the parts. Well, I mean, that's always been my issue with the white Starion. You know, I have that aftermarket fuel pump in there and it just doesn't run right. It's gotta be the issue. Yeah, so you try like pump. a Denso pump. <clears throat> yeah, well, I want to try to put power directly to it first. I think I talked about that before. See yeah, you could do that with the power probe. Yeah, that's the plan. See if I can make it work a little better. But in the meantime, who even knows? Well, I got to work the fuel gauge. Know. Excellent. What's well, good news? Because now you won't run out of gas. I mean, I knew how not to run out of gas in the truck anyways, because I keep track of the mileage and I use the scan gauge. Right. Um, actually, I never I wasn't even sure if the truck had a fuel light because I never had it come on, but it does because there's a sensor on the sending unit. To show but, full almost. But empty. apparently I've never gotten it to the point where it ever came on, because that's the other thing you'd be driving sometimes and that gauge would drop to below E, but the light wouldn't come on. So you knew you weren't out. It wasn't actually ID. Yeah. Because the only way that light comes out, because the way the book tells you to test it, is to power the thermistor, they call it, uh, with 12 volts and dip it in a cup of water or whatever, a bucket of water, and then pull it out and the test light should go off. Or... No, it should be off when it's in the water, and as soon as you take it out of the water, the test light should light up. Because that will show a little E. Yeah. 
and did it. Oh, I didn't try it because I just oh. <laughs> I put the brand new sending unit in. It's got to work. Yeah, he said after the third sending unit, he's tried. Well, it was the first OEM <laughs> one. I mean, I don't I don't run vehicles typically till the light comes on most of the time. No, it's not good for the car. Very rarely will I have a fuel light come on unless there's a damn good reason for it. So it explains, though, why on these old Mitsubishis where when it's getting low and you'll like slow down, the light will like go off as the fuel mm-hmm. rises above it. And then as you take off from the light, <laughs> the fuel goes away and it's it like gets it will like dim. So <laughs> like it definitely it, works on voltage because they dim in and out. You know, yeah. Back in. Yeah, they don't Back just in like... our younger days, when we would drive cars to almost E because we couldn't afford fuel, I remember doing that in the Talon quite a few times. You'd, you'd see it come like dim off and then come back on again and dim back out. And, and they don't just like that level. stay on like a modern car. Where like, ding, it's on. Yeah. <laughs> no, they definitely uh, they definitely indicate in a funny way. What car was I driving? I was driving something recently and the fuel light came on and it was a surprising amount of fuel still left in the tank. Like, Oh, they come on with a lot of reserve now. Yeah. When the may have been that Explorer that I rented when I was at SEMA. Oh, I bet. Yeah. I like the light came on and I was like, I still have like an eighth of a tank. Like it shouldn't be on at all. Like I wasn't planning on getting fuel yet. The Volkswagen will come on and then you check the mileage to empty and it's like 50 miles. You're like, okay. Oh, this was like 75 miles. That's like two gallons. Right. That's like a quarter of the capacity in like most motorcycles. Like (laughs) it's a lot of fuel. It's fine. Although I guess it's more, you know, they call it idiot light for a reason, right? You want it to be on. So, you know, when you're going to run out of fuel. Yeah. It gives people a lot of leeway, I guess. Yeah, I think I think it was that Explorer because I can't remember anything else I've driven that was modern enough to be weird like that because everything I drive is obviously old garbage. So I'm pretty sure it was that. But I remember being like 70 or maybe 65 miles to empty. And I was like, that's not that's no reason to warn me. Yeah, I have plenty of chance. Mm. And I was getting off of the highway like into Vegas and I was planning on getting fuel anyway. So I was like, all right, I'm fine. No stress. So. Whatever. So I got that all fixed up. You get any uh, project car updates? Yeah, a couple. I think last week I talked about the Cressida. That's going to unfortunately stretch into week three, just based on some activity that's happened in my personal life that's precluded me from working on cars. Also, the weather in Phoenix this weekend was absolute garbage. Um, Not to bring up weather on this podcast again, but here we are. Here we go. I'm taking a day. Yeah, listen, it's it's odd when you're in Phoenix and you have a rain event that lasts more than a couple of hours. So it was I mean it leads into your about. next story, doesn't it? Yeah, it does actually. So anyway, we, we do have the new the the ball joint separator tool for the Cressida All right. steering arm. Just haven't had a chance to do it yet because it's been it was pouring rain all weekend. Actually, Naomi and I decided on Saturday that it was pouring rain and we we're going to basically do nothing. She did a bike ride in the morning. I went to a Cars and Coffee in the morning. And then we got back and realized we had a kid's birthday party to go to. And then by the time that was all said and done, it was like four o'clock or so. We were like, you know what? We're just going to sit around and do nothing today. So it's what we did. And then yesterday we spent the entire day, yesterday being Sunday, 
actually doing like a big deep cleaning on the house because you got to do that once in a while, right? So no car stuff got done. However, after the cars and coffee on Saturday is when the rain came in. And I decided that because it doesn't rain here in Phoenix very often, I would take advantage of the weather and I would take my car up to kind of like a remote parking area and get some shots with like the gray sky in the background because, you know, they don't call Phoenix the Valley of the Sun for nothing. We don't often get a different backdrop. It's usually just blue sky and bright sun, right? So we had super gray, overcast, no sun skies and rain all day. Well, on top of that, because it doesn't rain here very often, when it does rain is usually the day you find out that your wipers are no good. Because when it's not raining, it's also sunny and your wipers are made out of rubber and they just deteriorate in the sun. So I wanted to be better safe than sorry and have new wipers on the car. Simple enough to ask, right? We all know that you think so. one of the things I dealt with in that car recently is putting a brand new windshield on it. So you probably should get new wipers anyway. Well, I didn't change the wipers until it already started raining. And that makes the wiper arm itself wet, which in turn makes it slippery. And... I managed to somehow lose grip on the wiper arm, which is spring-loaded, to keep pressure on the windshield with the wipers. And the wiper arm slammed down on the windshield, and wouldn't you know it, it shattered my brand spanking new windshield. Oh. Yeah. Are they... It's kind of a bummer. Are the wipers hidden by the cowl? No. Oh, they're free. You can just lift them right up? Oh, it's so nope. annoying on the on my Volkswagen and the Q45. They're kind of hidden by the cowl. They're like super hard to change because you only get on like the Volkswagen you a just few inches of movement. Yeah, but the Volkswagen you can open the hood and they go up, right? Um, I'm trying to maybe. think back because I had the mark. I think on the Mark Six to open the hood to change them. Maybe, maybe. Not, not I think I just got them to park in the middle of the windshield. I right. Just I didn't. I didn't think off. of opening the hood. Yeah. I think that works. I don't remember. I could be totally way off base. I have so many cars, so many wipers. I don't remember. But anyway, so I'm an idiot. Um, I dropped the wiper arm on the driver's side directly on the windshield, and it made a big star crack at the base of the windshield. Just the right impact, the right resonance, and there you go, right? So it sounds like I'm going to need another new windshield, which is super frustrating because, I mean, that one even in there long enough to get, like, an actual rock chip on it. It was still pretty nice. So the good news is I did get the car up to a good spot for some pictures. I posted those on my Instagram page. Um, they did look cool. Yeah, they look pretty good. At least you but took them before you smashed the windshield. I did, yes. Yeah, I did. Actually, if you want to know the whole truth, I wasn't actually putting wipers on the 944. Oh, no. it comes out. Yeah. I were going to the children's birthday party. Yeah, And I wanted to take the Eclipse, and that needed wipers. So I was like, oh, I'll just rob them off the 944 temporarily until I buy some new ones. And I'll buy new ones for the 944 because they're the same size. Oh. And during the switchover is when it happened. And then I cursed myself for not just going and getting new wipers for the Eclipse. <laughs> so 
It is what it is. I guess it's all Sounds part of like our life, right? They're always, I feel like, overpriced at the store. Like, but Wipers? you need them. But you need them right then, right? They're a right now type thing. Yeah, they're a right now type thing. But you can also buy them at like Walmart for like six ninety nine. That's what I'm saying. So like, why don't you just go buy a bunch of cheap ones since they just dry out anyways? Yeah. And just hang them in your garage because your pro- your cars are probably all mostly sixteen. Uh, 16 to 18 is the general consensus of all of them, yes. So, yeah, get like four of each. What if I told you that that's what I normally do? I just didn't restock. Uh, missed the stock order. So, yeah. So, the uh, I think the Porsche is 16 and 18, and the Eclipse is two 18s. But I was like, it's close two enough. Two 16s, I think. Two sixteens. Whatever. Yeah, I know. The, I know that the Porsche is two size. It's, it's two different widths, and the Eclipse is two of the same. Yeah. So well, actually, the Eclipse is three of the same. The back one's the same size too. Yeah, they're all sixteen though. Yeah. And of course, I buy cheap wipers for two reasons. One, because they no matter what kind of wiper you bad. buy, they dry <laughs> out and get ruined. And number two, modern wipers look terrible on old cars. So, like any of those, like Rain-X blades or Michelin, whatever you call those ones that have like the the like molded rubber side, like uh, it's like an airfoil. Yeah, it looks dumb on an old car. Yeah, I just buy I just the need that like those four dollar Denso ones. <laughs> yeah, I think they're five ninety nine or something at Walmart. I think that they're uh, either Rain-X brand or maybe they're. Continental or Michelin, their tire brand, one of them, Goodyear. I don't know. Whatever they are, they're probably not made by the actual tire brand. They're probably just marketed by them to sell to sell at Walmart. But they work just fine. And buying expensive ones, I bought like I bought the Vallejos for the Volkswagen. They didn't last any longer than the six dollar blades at Walmart. So I put those on my Volkswagen and they were horrible. Like that's the OEM blade in the Volkswagen. Yeah, I bought it from FCP Euro, and it was the worst wiper blade. I left a terrible review for it, because it was like, I was like, these are awful. And I, That's weird. I couldn't warranty them, because I didn't want the same ones again. So from them, I bought the Bosch version, and they were so much better. The Bosch Icons? That's what, what I, is. Bosch it was Icon. like the, the OEM version of the Bosch Yeah, from FCP Euro. And that now I can warranty them. When they wear out, I'll just buy another pair, and you send the old ones back, which is kind of insane. But... Sure. It's pretty insane. Yeah. <laughs> I'll like play they, have, they have that same deal with oil, and I just I can't bring myself to ship oil, like used oil back across the country. Like, I'm like, I'll just buy more oil. That's what they're counting on. You're not doing it. I'm not doing it, no. It's, it's, it doesn't make it any cheaper to buy it that way either, so I still buy it from them because they have the best deal on the oil for the Euro cars. So, like, I think I talked about I did the liquid molly in the 944 before I drove it to L.A., so... I don't know. I'm just not shipping it back cross country because a I'm responsible for paying for that. I don't know. Maybe it would save you money in the long run, but the amount of frustration in time and I know that I would package it and it would get in a cardboard box and that would spill all over the post office and they'd probably come back and hunt <laughs> me down and charge me with environmental crimes. So I'm just not going to do it. That's going to happen. Oh, speaking of parts I have, coming uh, in, I, I got the email from Rock Auto that the right Bilstein strut is available to order for Stephanie's car. Oh, sweet. So I ordered it. You can finally do a full set. <laughs> yeah. Just in time to not do it because it's wintertime. No, I'll do it. Oh, that's true. You have the heated garage option to do it in. 
Yeah. Forget about that. So, yeah, I, I won't probably do uh, the oil across the country because that just seems like more trouble than it's worth. But I will do uh, stuff like wiper blades with them. So whatever. When I order my new windshield, I'll order new wiper blades for the car. So I don't worry about it. At least the crack is at the base of the windshield. So it's actually below the dash line. And there's like it made a star with like six or seven of like the lines coming off the center of it. And two of them just go a little beyond the base of the dash. So I can kind of see it. So it's not like it's in my line of sight like it was last time. It's just uh, just below it. So it is what it is. Two steps forward, one step back every time. Right. So right. I was not planning on driving the car much in the near future anyway. So I'll just throw the cover over it and put it aside and worry about it later. Like everything else, back of the mind. Too many other projects going on. Got some free time coming up, so lots of projects should hopefully get done, and uh, we'll see how it works out. But yeah, big project down dates. Bummer. I did order shifter bushings for the Corolla. I'm not sure. Did you drive the car when you were out here, or sit in it and like move the shifter around? Uh, I witnessed it. It was the real mop in the bucket type shift yeah 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 it's real bad so i was online looking for solutions to make it better um there's a company called t3 it's a techno toy tuning they make all kinds of cool stuff for old toyotas it's actually the suspension that's all on the cressida is all techno toy tuning coilovers i'm probably gonna buy their suspension also for the corolla to fix that as well but i want to do like one step at a time with that car like i want to fix Things like the exhaust and the shifter and fenders and different tires and wheels before I start doing suspension so I can dial it in right. But I was looking on their website and they make a short throw shifter for it. Which is bolts into the factory housing. It's a whole assembly, but it's like $245. So I was kind of like, well, it's a lot of money, but it's probably really nice. But also, is it too nice? Like, I don't, I don't know. N- yeah, I was like, ah, it just seems like a lot of money for a shifter right now for a car that I don't drive that often. And I don't like drive hard that often. It's just a Corolla until I do more suspension stuff to it. It's not going to be a race car. So I got to thinking because well, let me back up a little bit here. Actually, there was a Black Friday sale that went on all week at Momo. Yeah. And I was going back and forth about buying a steering wheel for Momo because I have a car that needs a steering wheel or that I should say I want a steering wheel for a car that we haven't talked about yet because it's not here yet. So we'll save that for later, but we'll get it will be getting a nice new Momo. So they had $300 steering wheels on sale for $200, which is a pretty good price for like an actual Momo wheel from Momo. So I bought a Momo. I was going to buy a Momo prototipo, but then I was like, oh. I should do the right thing and buy the shifter for the Corolla instead. Because they're about the same money, 200 bucks for the wheel, 245 for the shifter. I shouldn't spend $450 right now because that would be irresponsible. Let me figure out what to do. So because I wanted to buy that steering wheel, I started looking deeper into the shifter on the Corolla. And there's a company out of uh, like Latvia or somewhere in Eastern Europe that sells a complete shifter bushing kit. 
So it's like the Delrin ball and all the seals to supposedly fix the shifter slop for $18. $18? Yeah. American? 18 American dollars. So I figure I'll try that first and see if that fixes the, the shifter slop. If it doesn't fix the shifter, I'll buy a shifter for it. All right, that's fair enough. That being said, because mm-hmm. I didn't buy a shifter for it and because the Momo sale was over at the end of the week, I was like, well, I haven't spent that $245. I might as well buy the steering wheel for the redacted card that's coming. So I did pick up a Momo steering wheel and a white uh, Delrin, again, is that word twice in one thing, uh, shift knob for the uh, the new Euro-inspired, rally-inspired car. So mm. it'll be getting a rally-inspired shift knob and a Momo Prototipo steering wheel in 350 millimeter with the brushed aluminum spokes. The interior of the car is all black. Why wouldn't it show up? I still have Black Friday stuff I ordered that hasn't shipped yet. Oh, well, the car's not even here, so I'm not worried about it. (laughs) So it'll get here when it gets here. And it doesn't doesn't need it. The car has a steering wheel. It's just the interior of the car is all black. Like black, black. Black seats, black dash, black steering wheel. Like it's just black. And there's no color at all. So I thought that the white, like kind of rally looking shift knob and the brushed aluminum spokes and uh, white stitching would kind of pop a little bit in the all black interior. Yeah. Plus the car factory has a really ugly two spoke, like rubbery looking steering wheel Mm -hmm. and just looks cheap. So I had to uh, take that off and change it out. So the only thing I do need to pick up now is unfortunately because I bought a Momo steering wheel, I also need a hub adapter for the car. And there are no U.S. suppliers that currently have stock for that hub. So I'm either waiting for one to come from somewhere in stock or I can buy them from the U.K. or Australia. It's just shipping is uh, expensive for a small part from over there right now. So we shall see. Good news, bad news about the car that shall not be mentioned. It's on the way here. Bad news is the shipping company I'm not happy with. So I don't know when we're going to see it. I'm hoping we'll have it by next podcast. Okay. But there's no promise. Yeah, I uh, I still haven't gotten the flash cable for the Volkswagen. Okay. Even though the other stuff showed up in like two days and they all shipped in the same day. And I emailed them. I was like, so did maybe this get like left on the shipping shelf or fall behind a shelf or something like can we look no i don't know it shipped they the fedex told us they they didn't scan a bunch of our stuff and it'll come soon i'm like i don't think that's the way fedex works like if they don't have it scanned they don't know where it is i don't know i've had some bad luck with fedex in the past too I don't want to. I don't want to sit here and say anything bad about the company that I'd never heard of that you ordered Black Friday duty software from. Well, because I made fun of that last time, but I, the, I, I I'm not going to let FedEx off easy either. The intake box was soaked with water, and it hadn't rained here yet. It rained like the next day, so okay. wherever it came from, it was like sitting in a puddle. 
Right. So I'm like, FedEx's well, fault. maybe, yeah. So I'm like, maybe the box of the thing that I'm waiting on also got sat in a puddle and the box fell apart and that's why it never got scanned and it's somewhere lost. And I've asked this company twice via email to just double check. So if I have to ask in another week, then I'm be like, all right, I just want to return everything because I don't want it. Yeah, because I can't, I can't use it. <laughs> That'd be frustrating. Uh, or like, or just ship me another one because I haven't gotten it exactly. Yet. Like, I have like, all your parts, like, and the cable's not the expensive part, right? What's that, sixty bucks? Yeah, exactly. The cable's like, well, probably to them it's like sixty bucks. It was like one hundred twenty bucks for the stupid flash cable, which I can probably sure. find somebody local that has it. Right, but now you you need it now. Like, yeah. Um, I spent all this money. I want to use your stuff. Please send along. And then I ordered some other stuff that it was le- far less expensive. But these there's these kind of these cool things that's going to go on something that I want to save to like take pictures of because I think it'll look cool. Uh, but it's a car okay. part. But I don't want to give it away. Order is either a diecast car, a scale model <laughs> car, or a car part. So it's so nobody, again, and nobody was surprised. It's like. UPS says they have their information and it's like, but not scanned. Like they just got sent the information and I'm like, okay, so like a week's gone by. I've seen. uh, Yeah. But a week's gone by and I'm like, there's no updates and it hasn't been scanned again. Can we make sure it didn't like got to the post office or it didn't like get left somewhere in the shipping area? Like that's all I'm asking. And like, Oh yeah, yeah, no, it's been shipped. Okay. <laughs> is this from an American company? Yes. Hmm. And yeah, so those are. Then I have a scooter part that's coming from Hong Kong. That it's weird because the front suspension of the scooter came from the same place. DHL shipping showed up like three days. No big deal. I ordered turn signals for my scooter because I ride it at night. I wanted some turn signals. And like sure. the handlebars are so narrow that when you try to use hand signals, it gets real wobbly. So I order these things with DHL shipping, no tracking. I like email them like, Hey, did you guys ship these? No tracking. I'm like, okay. They're like, we'll get you some tracking, like in very broken English. Like, okay. It's weird. Cause the other thing came like perfectly fine. And what country is that coming from? Hong Kong. Hong Kong. So So there's a problem with Hong Kong right now. Uh, in China, in general, they're having a lot of COVID lockdowns, riots. Sure. Yep. So I noticed, too, well, I'll go off on a little tangent here. I bought a diecast from Tarmac Works, a special diecast, okay. part of their diecast owners club. Yep. This is a scale autocast, so I won't get too much into it. But I can. We haven't recorded the, episode of that yet. So the two issue, the two options we're shipping were $20 to ship via Hong Kong Post, which said three weeks. I was like, what? Or DHL, which was like $30. I was like, well, I'm definitely doing DHL because okay. I know DHL shows up at my house all the time. I'm like, right. I just got stuff from Japan in two days. Um, anyway, the note about Hong Kong Post was that they are closed till February because of COVID. Huh. Like, can you imagine if the U.S. Post Office was like, yeah, we're just closed for two till months? February. <laughs> How insane that is. So I don't I mean, know if they insane. like if the thing I bought from the other place, even though I picked DHL, they're like, oh, we'll just send it Hong Kong Post or something. So it's like stuck. This is weird. 
So I just updated this conversation made me think, I wonder if I'll ever get that shifter bushing for the Toyota. Yeah. Well, how is it Um, being shipped? It's not from Latvia. It's coming. The other one I looked at was from Latvia, but this one, what I wound up going with actually had the rubber seals included in the kit. Yeah. It was actually from Thailand. Um, Thailand might be okay. Shipping Thailand post. And it says I'll get it in two days. And I ordered it two days ago. Yeah. I, I'm not going to stress about that one yet. I've got a book I got coming from Japan. That's USPS or UPS. Sure. I mean, the other thing, too, is I signed up. I'm signed up for all the alerts. So, like, if something gets shipped to me via any one of the carriers, I see it. Regardless if right. the the shipper sends me tracking, I automatically get it. Which is very handy. I recommend people do it. You can sign up for the post office. You can sign up for UPS, FedEx. It's really yeah, makes yeah, it we, a lot easier. Yeah, we, we signed up for the post office. We always know when packages are coming and stuff. Yeah, and they send you the little pictures of what you got in the mail. It's very handy. Yeah. Um, but anyway, as I digress, this is like things you do when you're middle-aged, I guess. Listen, that's our target audience here, right? People like <laughs> it us. Sure, it sure is. We are, we are mature car enthusiasts. It's just funny unapologetically into cars, even as adults. Yeah, it's just funny. I got stuff within a few days. But now after like Black Friday, it's like the system is like overwhelmed, which that could probably be part of it, too. Honestly, like it seems accurate. Yeah, I'm sure they'll break records again this year. Plus, I'm sure there's there's employment shortages, it seems, in places, too. Like a lot of people just don't have employer employees. And maybe like FedEx and USPS and DHL are also affected by that. So I don't know. I'm banking on that being recently unemployed. So hopefully I can find a job pretty quick. People are actually experiencing that, but we'll see. I've also heard the opposite. So whatever. But no, I'm, uh, I've gotten stuff pretty quickly. I actually got a package in the mail today. It was from Diecast Cars, isn't it? I mean, real car, man car parts, not toy cars. <laughs> That's what I meant to say. Sorry. So yeah, I uh, I don't know. I uh, I hope I hope my stuff comes because I want to get that Corolla shifter fixed. That's really annoying. Yeah, we're gonna use it to get our Christmas tree this year. Broken shifter that was, and all. So. That was the other thing. I got the sending unit from Dubai in two days. That was via FedEx. Hmm. I feel like stuff goes back and forth from Dubai a lot. Seems yeah, odd, I, but. Well, it's like kind a of a hub, I think, shipped. in the yeah. in that area. But yeah, I don't okay. know. Whatever. Everything sits and waits. I don't have any other car stuff, unfortunately, going on. I have lots of car parts here waiting for install. And uh, I say unemployed. I actually have a couple more weeks of employment. And I do have a week vacation during that couple more weeks of employment. So I'm hopefully going to have a lot of updates for... Not next episode, the episode after. I just have, a, hopefully, fingers crossed, a ton of updates on stuff because I have parts for the Cressida, parts for the Starion, hopefully the parts for the Corolla by then, uh, parts for the 81 Cressida, parts for, I don't know, I got a bunch of stuff. Parts for the Eclipse, um, lots of stuff. So if I can get my butt in gear, There'll be some crazy updates coming soon. So, and also the update of a whole other car should be here at some point as well. Yeah. So I did hear from 
uh, our friend, other friend, Brad, who bought the Gallant. Yep. He has a new turbo. Okay. Brand new. Uh, he took advantage of a Black Friday special for that. And he bought what? a bunch turbo. of stuff. Uh, it's spoolie turbo. Makes spoolie noises and boost. I forget hmm. what he said. I'd, I'd have to look it up. So, unfortunately, I don't remember. I'm not as tuned in to, like, turbo names and stuff as you. I've never been, like, uh, I don't know. I never got. I only have one that I one. want for the Talon. And then I'd switch the Evo 316G from the Talon to the Glant. It's like a force okay. performance, like HT86. It's just like a better, it's like their version of a 18G. It's just a, okay. Just a better, it's like between an 18 and a 20G, and it's just their polished up version that's like really nice and makes like 300 of the wheels and it's got good spool, spool characteristics. Like it's a good street track day turbo. So I know he got a box from JNZ, which is all new studs, bolts, nuts, dowel pins, etc. Mm-hmm. So that's everything going in there for the front of the motor and top of the motor. But I yep. don't remember what he's got going on the top. So unfortunately, that's uh, I'll have to ask him, I guess. I just don't remember. I got there was a Black Friday sale free shipping for Volk Metalcraft toe eliminators. Not okay. chopping my toes off. These are for the adjustable toe on the rear suspension of a DSM and a Gallant VR4. Yep. The big rubber bushings that move under cornering that give you active toe. Which turns out wasn't that great. Um, so I ordered two sets because I have two cars. Uh, so now I've got a set of their arms and I've got that subframe. I can actually get to, and I have all the bolts. I can actually do that over the winter, disassemble that. So build just in my garage. Yeah, I have a whole subframe ready to go in the Talon with poly bushings in it. I've had it for years now and a four bolt diff. So now I can actually take it apart. And then in the spring, I'll be able to weld in these toe eliminators in the end of the trailing arms. Perfect. Yeah, so that'll be pretty cool. Yeah, I was trying to figure out what he had, but I forget, so... Yeah, I got a bunch of parts just hanging around. <laughs> Nothing I ever talked about. It. I got new injectors for the lot. I got a new nope. fuel pump. I didn't even know that. <laughs> I uh Yeah, I I bought some 550s for it, a nice fuel pump. I'm going to rewire the fuel pump just so that when I switch to speed density, it's got I know the fueling's like good. Like I have plenty of fuel. Plenty of headroom for tuning. Well, as we talked about a minute ago, lack of fuel is the problem in Starion, so you don't want to run into that. So. No, and I don't want to, you know, again, that car is never going to be like 1,000 horsepower Dino Queen car. It's I want a reliable, you know, fun driver, 250 horsepower car. Yep. Yeah, just fun driver. That's all you need. Something that gets out of its own way, but isn't so fast you can't even use it. Or it's so. going to blow up every second because it's on the ragged edge. Yeah. Also not what you want. Just something you nope. can rely on and drive. Nope. What do you think that car makes now as is probably 200 at the wheels? It's probably 200, 225 at the wheels. Yeah. It's pretty quick as is. That's so. plenty quick. Yeah. That's where I'm hoping for most of the stuff that I'm working on that has turbos to get to. 
you know, the star end won't be that high, but I think that uh, this uh, impending project car isn't too far off from that with some of the mods that are already there and can be added with time without much issue. Make, you know, 200 wheel horse, I think would be a, a comfortable number for an 80s turbo car, right? So I keep teasing what it is, but I haven't said what it is yet. So if you're in the Discord, you would know. <laughs> or if you follow us or me personally on social media, there's been some clues dropped lately with some other posts. But it is a turbocharged 80s car. So hint number one. It's not Japanese. Hint number two. No more hints. Hints are over. Hopefully it'll be here soon and we won't need hints. We just have pictures of it. So anyway. Well, I got nothing else this week, Andrew. I don't want to ramble on and talk about nothing. Unless you got some uh, more important facts to talk about here. But I do not. I think, uh, I think I'm done. No, I think we're good. So uh, follow us on Out Off Topic on Instagram. Follow me on Instagram, Race and Anger. Uh, follow our other Instagram, Scale Autocast. I haven't added anything to that recently. I think you have. The singer I have, actually. There. We've been stagnant for a little while, but I just popped up the uh, new 164th yeah. scale Pop Race Singer Porsche in metallic green. I got some new stuff to take photos of. I can add up there. And uh, Brad, where can people find you? Uh, they can find me there. Um this is the point where I used to plug all of my employment videos, but I won't do that. Um, but you can find my personal stuff at TSISS350. And again, hit up me, hit up Andrew, or hit up the podcast page, and uh, get an invite to that Discord. Oh, I got one more. If you're interested in my electric scooter or some electric scooter stuff, I have eScooterita on Instagram. Oh, that's right, too. I forgot that that was still active because you did that back when you worked for a scooter company. I did. Now you I put some stuff, on, stuff there on there when I was modifying my scooter because modify everything. And Absolutely. I some more stuff that over the winter. Always before. be modifying or restoring. Those are the two <laughs> yeah. things. Yeah. yeah. That's my that's my two wheels fun, which I'm riding it. I'm like, oh, I kind of get this. You get the wind in your face. No, two wheels fast, are fun. But it's pretty fun to ride fun. around the city. I, uh, I was real close to buying a motorcycle a couple times in the past few months and i do have a trip planned for this may actually it's upcoming may to go to the indianapolis 500 and ride motorcycles there from phoenix so i don't currently own a motorcycle so that's a bit of a challenge but it's uh <laughs> it's being it's being cooked up the plan minor details My, minor details yes uh, I, I do have a friend who has uh, graciously offered a a loaner motorcycle for that week so I think worst case scenario, you can catch me on a, I think it's a Yamaha V-Star or a Kawasaki Vulcan. So not something I would normally be into, but hey, the uh, the, the trip is enticing and I want to do it. So we'll see what happens. All right, cool. Who knows? So as always, keep your guys analog and aim for the roses. Mm-hmm.